So welcome everyone to the next episode uh, and video episode on the European Payment Initiative. This is a three-part series um, in cooperation with uh, GND and etc., in which we'll discussing European Payment Payment Initiative in more detail. Um, last week we discussed um, what the EPI is uh, on more of a high level level, the concept, the aims, the stakeholders. Um, the link to the digital euro uh, and this week we'll be discussing what the api may look like we'll look a bit more under the hood um, more on the architectural side the use cases and stuff like that i will be doing that on my own um, this time again um, i will be joined by katarina lushnik from etc and uh, quinton steven from gnd welcome so yeah, so to start off with maybe a, a bit of an introduction on the uh, both of you katarina do you want to start with introducing who you are Sure. Yeah, as you said, yeah, my name is Katrina. Um, I'm working for Netcetera. I'm responsible for our international sales activities, uh, specialized in, in the Western European countries. So, so very excited um, on, on the topic we discussed today. Um, payment has accompanied myself during my whole professional career, even starting during the studies. So my diploma thesis, uh, I remembered today, was uh, even about payment and network effects. Uh, so <laughs> wow. so I'm, I'm kind of born with the topic uh, myself and therefore quite enthusiastic in, in etc. We're obviously a payment technology provider, so deep into payments uh, now even uh, in, in this stage. Great. All right. Well, good to have you. Um, Quinton, would you mind doing also an introduction to uh, our viewers yep. and listeners? Yeah, sure. So Quinton Stephen, um, I, I work at GND. I focus um, on the strategy uh, area of payments. Um, yeah, been in payments uh, for for almost twenty four years now. Um, seen all sorts of uh, payment systems come and go, um, but I think uh, this 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 looks like a really exciting one, and and I um, I see a great future for it. Excellent. So yeah, so like I said, in the last episode, we discussed more EPI as a concept. Now we're going to look a bit, or a bit more deeper uh, into detail, going uh, looking under the hood, basically. Um, let's look at, uh, Quinton, maybe start with the EPI architecture. How do you think it may look like or it should look like? Well, I think I think um, uh, uh, Martina Weimart has, has been quite um, um, open about uh, some of the key aspects of it, um, and I think what makes it really exciting is is for for the first time you're hearing about instant payment and card payment sort of all working together. Um, so whether it be a, a P2P person-to-person -person payment using a, a single wallet uh, type approach, um, or um, a card in a retail environment, or for that matter e-commerce, um, you know. Covering the, the full spectrum, first of all, as an end user, and that for me is always uh, the important part. You know, so I, as a user, you know, am I going to have the same, if not better, uh, benefits than I do today in in my payment world? Yeah. Um, so I think from a use case perspective, uh, instant payments and card payments combined is super exciting. I haven't seen much of this uh, yet. I think a lot of people are talking about it. Um, and with a new payment scheme like this, it gives the opportunity really to to, to combine things that, that maybe in the past have been very difficult for other providers and other schemes to do. Yep. Um, so I think this is for me is is exciting. Um, yes, the back end. Um, I think on the timelines that they they're looking at, I think there's going to be a lot of um, sort of off the shelf uh, products needed um, uh, with companies that that have experience in it to 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 remove some of the risk. Um, it's not every day that a new payment scheme is created. Um, 
So I think, um, you know, they've got to use some of those existing building blocks, but um, um, I think the the changing it uh, and adding to it um, and using some of the latest tech and, and thinking um, is definitely going to influence it. Uh, so yeah, from that perspective, I would say um, from an architecture, what's under the bonnet, um, a lot of traditional um, um, components, um, but still combining some of, uh, of the latest thinking, APIs, wallets, uh, instant payment, all um, in one system. So it's a combination then indeed of off-the-shelf products, like you said, but also bespoke solutions, yeah, in order Ab to, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's key. Um, you know, you can't, I don't think you, um, on the timelines and, and wanting to get to market, um, you to try and create a payment system from scratch, you know, on a whiteboard scenario um, it would just take too long, first of all. And, um, you know, you, you're building it in an environment where you're making assumptions on what the customers want or what the customers will use. Um, so I think this is where EPI is being very smart. Um, they, they're taking um, the existing customer behavior um, and um, what they're doing is providing solutions that customers are feeling comfortable with, um, like uh, card payments, like e-commerce payments, like using a wallet or Apple Pay or uh, one of the, the wallets of the world. Um, they're taking this um, and creating a new um, standard, which is really European. And I think that's the real key to it. Um, yeah, you can buy this type of technology any in the, anywhere in the world, um, but you know, is it truly European then? Um, and I think this is what makes them different. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, room for innovation uh, in that sense. Uh, Katrina, what is, what is actually new about this uh, type of architecture, innov innovative, if you will? Yeah, I think um, there are some drivers for for innovation, uh, as, as, as uh, Quentin also stated correctly in the in the technology. And uh, first of all, on a general note, what what we think is really innovative here is um, that that EPI now brings together a lot of uh, technologies, disrupting technologies, and this based on expertise and and uh, technological intelligence uh, from all across Europe. And, and obviously, if we all join forces here uh, together with EPI, uh, this can really um, drive the, the whole project into a very successful, uh, innovative um, setup. And that's, first of all, the, the, the main innovation driver here. Um, second of all is um, that on a, on a technical perspective, um, it has uh, different components or harmonization of payment methods, uh, as, Bana, as as Quentin stated as, as well. This is one key topic, uh, but also a bit uh, behind the scenes, uh, we see a lot of elements uh, which tend to be uh, driving European security standards. So, so payment, first of all, is not only payment. It's not only um, pay in, in a most convenient way. It's also handling of a lot of sensitive data elements, um, and we see here really uh, this, this, uh, this ownership where EPI can, can step in uh, and build a basic technology, technological fundament to, to um, really um, give a guarantee for a secure way to pay. Uh, this, this might also be a, an innovative part, not technology-wise, but security-wise. So we have now the chance to really build a security standard based on European legislation, European frames, and, and European um, law. And um, picking up the harmonization topic a bit. Um, um, I mean, if you put yourselves as an as an um, uh, 
Dutch citizen into your shoes or even, even going in the Nordics, if you're uh, really convenient in paying with Swiss, for instance, you would travel to Paris and you could still use your, your favorized local payment method. Uh, I mean, this, this could be fantastic. And therefore, uh, EPI has stepped in to build the, the technological fundament and the technological ground for that. And this is something we uh, really supposed to be totally innovative in, in, this, in these regards. Um, and what we also see is um, that the whole architecture tends to be very consumer oriented. So we see QR codes, uh, we see instant payments, we see uh, inclusion of loyalty uh, programs, uh, we see in including um, uh, uh, authentication methods like EIDs. Uh, so it's, it's really putting together all these innovation aspects we see across Europe into one uh, combined architecture. And this is why uh, we are, yeah, we are totally enthusiastic that there can be a lot of innovation power in it, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this, I think we discussed harmonization uh, on the first episode uh, as well. And this is from a technical point of view, again, also looking for that harmonization or unification. That's exciting. Quinton, anything to add to that? On the Yeah, I mean, I think Katarina covered it nicely. Um, uh, one point I'd maybe like to um, focus on is the level of security. I think, you know, everybody um, wants to know that uh, their payments are secure. Um, and, um, you know, the more that, that, that payments become sort of invisible, um, the more you want to know that, um, you know, the infrastructure that's being used is highly secure. Um, and, and, and for us at, at GND, and I know at Netcetra as well, um, security is always an important factor. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we, we're working with people's money. Um, and uh, that needs to be protected. I think in Europe, uh, we've got the advantage of some really good regulation um, to cover personal data, um, to cover um, access to banking information. Um, but, you know, we need this European security level based uh, infrastructure, um, you know, both from a technical perspective and a regulatory perspective. At the end of the day, what we have to start considering, uh, you know, is post-quantum computing, uh, you know, um, the current infrastructure that's out there uh, will not uh, withstand um, these kind of uh, attacks uh, coming, um, you know, in the, in the quantum world. Um, so I think this is also an advantage that, that EPI has mm -hmm. is where they start out right now, it gives them the opportunity um, to consider um, what is tomorrow going to look like um, and, um, you know, how are they going to secure the data, not just using uh, all the lessons learned globally, um, but also um, with a new infrastructure gives you the opportunity to uh, do things differently. Yeah, yeah. Just recently, we heard there was a quite a huge attack in the US, right? And and this 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 critic, critical system critical uh, providers. Um, not being all, always so centric uh, in non-European countries. I think this is really a chance for initiatives uh, like the European Payment Initiative uh, to, to make ourselves a bit uh, step, uh, step back again and, and see uh, where delicate data sits uh, and see which, which companies are responsible for those. Um, and uh, I think that still it should be still be European key players uh, responsible for data handling, responsible for data policy. Uh, 
giving giving back uh, the comfort zone each European citizen requires that that my data is handled properly uh, in in the legal frame of European standards uh, and even European banks stand for security. They have invested a lot in security and and having technologies frames here like an like an epi simply gives back the security aspects uh, to to all of us uh, being being considered to live in europe and and then profiting out of a lot of uh, achievements uh, even how to how to how data is is handled as such and um this 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 power of of uh, global giants basically is driven um, out of of data ownership um, and I think this, this should be really uh, a bit given back to all of us uh, in Europe. And this uh, is, is one step, uh, one aspect which hasn't been discussed so much uh, in regards of European payment initiative, but is still still relevant. And both of us, uh, GND and, and et cetera, as, as security experts here, uh, we see a lot of um, added value uh, which technology partners uh, can bring to, together with EPI back to the consumers, back to the cardholders and back to the whole we started PCN 12 years ago with a view to serving the fintech community from a growth perspective. Since 2008, PCN has helped household names in fintech as well as the largest global merchants grow with the best talent who have specific financial technology experience. If you are a VC with a portfolio of fintech businesses, a scale-up looking to hire the best talent, or a merchant looking to hire a head of payments or an entire payments team. Get in touch today for a no obligation consultation on how PCN can help you accomplish your hiring goals. Could it be then also that this is a way for taking on indeed those big techs, European payment initiative, payment initiative in itself. If you talk about data indeed being given back, if you will, to European framework or to be dealt with within the European framework. Could the EPI be, and I guess that goes beyond data, but it is a way also to uh, yeah, um, have a alternative to what the big techs are trying to do now? Absolutely. I'm, I'm personally convinced that's, that's one of the aims uh, standing behind. So it's, it's not, not only giving a, a technology level, a technology European understanding, uh, how, how payment uh, should, should be processed, uh, how instant payments uh, should, should be covered correctly, but also giving giving back this, this comfortability uh, in, in, in handling of, of data elements, uh, not, not being only exposed to the global tax. Uh, and, and we all know this is a huge topic currently and it needs to be tackled. And, and payment was still a bit unregulated in these uh, regards. So think, we think this could be one aspect uh, here covered by EPI as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and maybe maybe to that big tech, I think the other... Um, um, discussions that are happening um, globally and, and in many payment um, um, boardrooms is, is around CBDC, you know, uh, um, central bank digital currencies. And, and um, although it's, it's not a big tech in the sense of a global company, um, it's central banks looking at how um, could they issue a um, 
a, a digital currency. Now, I think what's really important here is, is that uh, uh, the, that digital currencies are um, going to be complementary to to a card ecosystem. Um, it's going to be complementary to instant payments. Um, I think when we look at um, the EPI infrastructure, um, they 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 will embrace this as well. Um, so as much as they're embracing today instant payments and they're embracing um, the traditional sort of card rails approach, um, I see um, an opportunity here for, for CBDC um, to coexist as another payment method. Um, so I can imagine going onto a website and being able to pay with with a multitude of choices and EPI supporting um, it, the processing of most of, uh, you know of of all those different uh, choices. Um, so when we look at uh, CBDC and and GND is very involved uh, in in this as well. Um, and looking at the future of payments, I think it's super exciting um, when when we start looking at. Um, the opportunities um, that could uh, coexist here um, and actually just give our customers a wider choice of uh, when they're paying for something, they can decide how they want to pay for it. Um, and I think uh, Martina Weimart um, in one of her podcasts actually sort of alluded to this. You know, it's not just an instant payment. What about if I want to have a pay later scenario? Um, you know, yes, that's instant payment, but suddenly credit's being offered. And I think CBDC um, as, a, as an Another form of payment of digital currency um, will coexist very comfortably uh, with with some of the the new um, innovations that EPI is looking for. It sounds almost like a facilitator, right? The EPI is a facilitator towards the CBDC. You know, I think card schemes, not just, I don't want to use the word card scheme, but schemes um, at the end of the day facilitate and, and ensure interoperability. Um, their focus is to make sure that uh, the user experience when I'm walking into a merchant or I'm paying online or I'm using my wallet, that 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 that, that payment experience um, is maintained, that the confidence is there in the brand. Um, so if you look at all the global schemes, you know, the visas, the MasterCards, um, the Rupees, uh, what they focus on here is making sure that customers uh, feel confident um, in making that payment. Um, and they and they take care of the interoperability to make sure that everything functions. And I think EPI is exactly uh, if C, it will facilitate that exact role as well as a scheme to make sure that it all um, works efficiently. Um, and obviously, the question is, um, you know, at, at the right cost. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's about the need making consumers aware and convincing them of using those EPI payment methods. There's a lot possible. Uh, there's a lot of developments and innovation going on now. EPI offers, on the back of what you just said, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it offers an opportunity to get all that innovation and all those payment methods together and then turn it almost into one uh, unified uh, way of pay payment. Um, Katarina, what will convince consumers to use those EPI payment methods, you think? Because I think from a demographic point of view, payment demographic point of view across Europe, everyone uses different payment methods. Um, some countries are driven by um, PayPal, some by credit cards here in the Netherlands by Ideal, for example. Uh, yeah, what will convince the consumers to start using the EPI now is another payment method. Yeah, yeah, I think you totally put it correctly, which 
So I think we are currently in a very fragmented world uh, in, in Europe. So we have a lot of very successful uh, local payment methods. So we have a lot of favorized local payment methods. But if it comes cross-border, uh, if we try to stand out on a European level, we are always pushed back uh, to the global schemes, uh, as Quentin pointed out correctly. So we see uh, the dominance of PayPal, the dominance of MasterCards, and this only due to the fact that this interoperability is currently not given. And um, and uh, if, if I mean we are all uh, we are all international uh, consumers uh, and in human beings, uh, we like to travel normally, <laughs> and uh, and uh, this consumer experience needs to be to be given at least across Europe. And this will be a huge differentiator. And and here, um, EP, EPIs is really not not only a scheme uh, looking looking to one method, uh, but harmonizing and 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 guaranteeing this interoperability as pointed out correctly by Quentin. So Quentin uh, consumer experience will be key. Um, and what we see uh, as uh, elaborated uh, in the beginning, we see a strong understanding that mobile payment succeeds, that uh, quick checkout succeed, that um, and convenient instant payment uh, will succeed. And bringing together now our, our building the basic and the fundament to, to enable ideal uh, in, in parallel to, to planner, to, to take into account that there are pay later scenarios, but uh, even still guarantee that uh, you can pay with your preferred card. Um, this will drive, will be the success factor and, and will drive the consumers to choose um, to pay with one of the, of the EPI uh, payment methods. So it's a combination of, uh, of harmonization, of interoperability, of, of not um, excluding, but more including the, the successful local uh, payment standards and payment methods and, and uh, building um, out success of, of this fragmented market and not uh, still being a bit pushed back and, and having it at weakness uh, in, in Europe. Berlin, we're here and ready for your hiring needs. After some short time considering it, we've decided to set up business in Germany, meaning we can be closer to clients and allow room for new business. We're set up and ready to help find your ideal candidates, help build teams and offer up media services. People create networks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the fragmentation um, is interesting as well. On yeah, you mentioned Klarna and PayPal. Are can those coexist? Can the EPI coexist with the Klarnas and the PayPal's, or is the EPI again a facilitator to use a Klarna and a PayPal? Um, I think the aim is to to to, to uh, build the fundament for this coexistence, and uh, and this is why uh, why EPA uh, is and and this is also something we appreciate as technology companies that they are reaching out to experts like and etc. like G and D who have immense uh, and extensive experience with global schemes, uh, but but also have the ability to help EPI uh, to to building an infrastructure which this coexist. Uh, uh, enables and yeah. um, we think this is really a question of survival you cannot compete or you do not want to compete uh, against long-lasting uh, global schemes like a MasterCard and Visa it's more the way to find uh, a, a, a nice coexistence and, and see uh, where the consumer would prefer which payment methods and, and still having the consumer this consumer-centric view, this will be success factor here. And sometimes um, uh, companies and, and especially European legislative companies uh, um, 
um, sometimes forget this, but here this is this is quite clear that consumer centricism centric view is key in this project. Yeah, 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 Katarina. I think you hundred percent. I think when I, I mean, we we work with with all the the, the global schemes, the Mastercards, the Visas, the Rupees, the Union uh, Pay, um, and and I mean they 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 to be fair, they're also innovating. Um, you know, they they're also looking at how the world of payments is changing, um, and yes, to your point, Katarina, they will coexist. Um, you know, it's this is not a one or the other. Um, it's just what works best uh, for Europe, um, and I think that's a, the most important thing uh, to bear in mind here. You know, it's something that's going to work under European regulation, European level of security. Um, if we look at uh, what's come out into the market over the years, PSD2, uh, GDPR. Um, these are all regulations that focus on making Europe um, interoperable. And I think the step of EPI, um, of, of becoming a, a, a scheme that will, will bring the whole of Europe uh, closer together when it comes to payments, is a very strong uh, position. And yeah, they will continue to to work with um, and coexist with, with the MasterCards and the visas of, of this world, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly a lot of opportunity. What is the? What are the challenges from an architectural point of view? You think, Quinton? Well, you know, I think the 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 challenge is going to be, uh, you know, first of all, the, the timelines and getting people to to truly believe in it. You know, to trust the brand. Um, you know, Visa and Mastercard um, have been around. You know, I mean, since what the fifties, yeah. Um, you know, they've taken a long time to build those brands. So I think EPI. Um, there's two parts to it. One is is what the customer trusts, and 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 Katrina was sort of alluding to all these different you know user experiences. I think. This is really important, and then the other side is is the the backend architecture. You know that that it's robust, that it stands up to it. Um, the worst uh, uh, scenario I could imagine is, is that I try and use my uh, EPI wallet for the first time and it doesn't work. Um, you know, to try and convince somebody then to come back to it is going to be very tough. So I think EPI is focusing very heavily on making sure that this experience. When and and and, and Martina Weimar started talking about uh, using person-to-person uh, -person payments as a, as this first stepping stone. Um, so if I can confidently send money from one person to another, um, then uh, you know I start build, uh, believing in that brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like you said, indeed, uh, Mastercard and Visa started back in the fifties. It took them a while to uh, build up a brand. I think patience is definitely uh, a virtue. In well, and, and and they've 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 experienced a lot of pain and and and, <laughs> and along the way as well. And you know, had to improve their systems from a security and a risk perspective. Bring out, you know, PCI uh, is not um, is not a something that happened yesterday. You know, it, it was because um, you know uh, where there's money, there's thieves. You know, people always want to try and break into uh, systems that that represent value. So um, they they they've paid their school fees as such. And I think this is where EPI has a, a fantastic springboard um, of taking all these learnings that, that have happened what, over the last six, 70 years um, and, and, and start a payment system that um, sort of won't leapfrog, but definitely has a, a much easier starting point um, when it comes to risk and managing of the brand. Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't have, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, We'd like a really nice wheel, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, reinventing it doesn't make sense. No, absolutely not. Great. I mean, ending on a bit of a personal note, then, uh, Katarina, what fascinates you from uh, personally the most in the EPI? 
Yeah, personally, I think it, it can it can be really revolutionary. Uh, I think it can be something that we can all be proud of. Uh, and, and um, you know, sometimes I, I tend to a bit losing trust in the innovation power of Europe um, and being now um, this payment a specialist and, 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 and loving to be in this pain and technology. It, for me, it's the first time that we as European companies really can make a difference. And this, this excites me. And uh, if I see that the global schemes going for fintechs, buying one fintech after the other, uh, incorporating in, in, in a huge, huge uh, umbrella, I think uh, this will differentiate API because it's all about collaboration. It's all about bringing together experts. It's all about uh, trying to get the the best uh, out of the breed and 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 really um, trying to drive consumer experience and also yeah what I personally like is that we can challenge our US uh, big brothers and sisters here yeah and and we need to to prove now that we are also here to stay and that we can deliver innovation and and that it's not only a, a planner being successful that that's really this innovation power sits in europe uh, and and we will not lose uh track to trust of our fragmentation our fragmentation will help us uh, to be successful here and this is what what excites me and where i think we we now need to to give this this proof and stamp uh, that we can go for it and that that we can bring up a successful scheme here and um, not stepping back and, and uh, letting the, the global uh, fintechs go. No, exactly. And there's definitely a lot of knowledge here. And uh, there's countless number of examples of uh, companies who've been successful, like Klarna, for example, you mentioned that went uh, global. So again, we have a good base, um, which, is, which is great. Quinton, what about you? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been in payments for quite a long time and, and uh, what, what doesn't happen every day is you don't see a new scheme uh, being launched. Um, yeah, there's many payment ideas, but a, a scheme um, is not something you see every day. Um, and, and for me, that's very exciting because it, it, it gives us an opportunity here um, to take all the, the, the best practice, the best learnings um, from our, the companies, uh, from GND, from et cetera, and, and offer them into this uh, new ecosystem that's being created. Um, so for me personally, uh, having been in some markets where payments were launched for the first time, um, I almost equated to that. Um, this could be a, a first-time experience for many Europeans, uh, not having a, a payment system that's limited to a specific country, or for that matter, um, in, yeah, using a payment system that um, it doesn't differentiate between whether it's a card or an account-based or a, uh, an instant payment uh, type scenario. So for me, that is exciting. Um, you know I, that I don't have to think about my seven different apps that I can uh, need to use to do things. Um, I can po possibly do it all from one app. Um, that that makes my life easy and and that that makes me happier. Yeah, exactly. Great. All right. Okay. Well, thanks both for. Uh for being on the show today and for sharing your views, giving a bit more insights onto uh, yeah, what the kind of technical architecture um, or under the bonnet of the EPI uh, actually looks like. And thanks everyone for tuning in to uh, this, uh, this episode, whether you were listening to the podcast or watching the video, it's been great to have you. Um, if you uh, have not listened to the ones from last week, the first part of this three part series on the EPI, then I def rec definitely recommend uh, you to uh, watch that. And uh, next time we'll be um, talking about um, in, in the final part of what the EPI can make it to succeed and how GND and et cetera can contribute to it. So uh, tune in next time again. Thanks very much. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Cheers. 
Thanks for listening, and we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from a partner, Free a Girl, who are dedicated to fighting child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Eveline, CEO and founder of Free a Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars, or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away together with their youth, family, and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us, unlock their freedom, and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freeagirl.com for more information. Thank you.